0: And welcome to the Door County Pulse podcast, where each week we talk with the writers and editors of the Peninsula Pulse about the stories you can find in this week's issue. I'm Andrew Clyden, and I'm joined today by Miles Danhausen, writer and editor for the Peninsula Pulse. How's it going, Miles?
1: Going good, Andrew.
0: It is certainly going, to say the least. Um, I I wanted to start today by talking about the podcast that we did last week. We had touched on coronavirus, COVID-19, and the, the tone... Last week was certainly different than it will be today. Uh, We had just started reacting to the news and uh, things have progressed very quickly. So we wanted to start the podcast up this week talking about COVID-19, talking about what's changed and what the current status of stuff is. Uh, But before we jump into anything, I want to stress that... I do not know a ton miles you know more than me as you've been talking to people but we we are not your best source for information i am certainly not a doctor right there are so many great places that you can go to for information that you should be looking at first uh and then kind of let us tell you about the local perspective but if you want to know more about covid 19 miles do you have some good places that people can look right away
1: i mean the best source i found is johns hopkins university has a great newsletter that gives a status report every day. I would suggest that people sign up for updates for that. Uh, just I would just Google Johns Hopkins COVID-19 report. And those have been really informative. And from a lot of the experts I've followed and a couple I've talked to, that is one of the best, most reliable sources on the kind of the national status of things. And then um, locally, Door County Medical Center has their homepage is now just a big picture and link to updates on local... Information about COVID nineteen, and then obviously there's the CDC. Although I would say they've been very slow to respond on a lot of things right now um, at the federal level. So um, I would think that Johns Hopkins and uh, dork County Medical Center, that combination is probably a really good
0: resource for people right now. Yeah, I would say that if you if you weren't paying attention to the COVID nineteen coverage last week or the week before, I feel like most people are now uh, because a lot of things have happened in the last seven days. Um, the NBA is suspended its season, Disneyland closed down, there's a bunch of stuff that's going on. I think the NHL just revealed that they are suspending their season, baseball, they're not going into training, so there's a lot of reasons why people are starting to pick up on this issue right now, and we wanted to kind of go over how things have changed since last week and what people need to know about COVID-19 in Door County.
1: Yeah, so... It was really interesting when I first heard about this disease, like everybody else, uh, as this uh, virus in China. Um, personally, didn't give it a lot of credence right away. And then as it has grown, gave it a little more, talked to local health officials. But my first conversations with local health, health officials about 10 days ago were very, um, I would not say they that it was blowing it off, but I don't think the severity had set in for people yet. And it was... A lot of comparisons were, well, just like the flu, wash your hands, be safe. The flu kills more people. And then that was kind of the tone even until earlier this week, Monday and Tuesday of this week. But then it it really started to change Tuesday. And as I would call people and ask, what are you doing? Are there any new visitation rules? Are there restrictions on visitation? Uh, There weren't really a lot. And then suddenly it was senior homes kind of put things on lockdown and started putting screenings in for people to visit um on Wednesday the hospital announced that they were limiting visitors to the skilled nursing facility and i think we're we have a little bit of a false sense of security here in that there have only been as of my last check there were 7 reported cases in Wisconsin but Michigan just started with 5 yesterday i think they were up to 12 they shut down schools ohio state did the same indiana's doing the same Kind of surprised Wisconsin has not made that decision yet because most of the data out there says it's probably in our community right now. We just don't know it because we're just not performing tests.
0: Right. Um, a, a couple of things that I wanted to kind of just touch on real quick about how to think about this or how to to communicate with this. So the first first thing is the name. Uh, I think the name is important for people to understand because when I first heard about coronavirus, I thought that was the name of the virus. But a coronavirus is a specific type of virus and it's named that way for the shape of it. It looks, it's kind of a circle with a bunch of little circles coming off of it. It's named coronavirus because it kind of looks like a crown right? Mm. The specific strain of coronavirus that we're talking about is COVID-19. So when people talk about coronaviruses, coronaviruses have been around forever. And there were major studies in the 60s that really started to to identify things about them. But doctors have been diagnosing people with coronaviruses for decades. This one is specifically COVID-19. I think that's important for people to start introducing into their vocabularies because the The more educated we can be when we're talking about stuff like this, I think the better for everybody. Right. The, the other big thing is last week, the tone was kind of like, don't panic. And I feel like too many people misconstrued that to mean, don't worry about what's going on. Don't panic to me means don't go to the supermarket and buy all of the toilet paper you can fit in your (laughs) cart. It means, you know, don't hoard supplies. What is happening in those homes? Right. Don't (laughs) Become a doomsday prepper to deal with this. Don't panic means that you shouldn't be acting irrationally in response to this. But there should be a level of care and prevention that everybody is doing right now to try to slow the spread. So one thing that I saw that was really important is that the major thing that people need to be conscious of is our hospital's capacity to take care of people. And by, prevent, by practicing preventative measures, washing your hands thoroughly, using hand sanitizer, covering your cough into your sleeve, that kind of stuff, that can reduce the overall load on hospitals to a manageable level.
1: Uh, N- not taking hands. Not, right. um, not touching in general, unless you have to. In our office, we've implemented some more like social distancing measures. We, we've we offered people the opportunity to work from home if they don't feel safe or if they have to take care of children. Um, and if people show any symptoms of any illness, stay home, get better. Not necessarily the virus, but you just have a cold, stay home. Don't let it get worse because
0: that way, if the virus does come, you're healthier and in a better position to fight it off. Right, we're trying to keep people strong so that they can handle things when they come. Uh, I think the last thing that's important to talk about is last week we talked about how we thought that the that Door County would be a pretty susceptible place for something like this because it's a tourist destination right you have a lot of people coming in from outside Uh, but something that we've been talking about more lately is that the demographic up here the age range of people we have a a large elderly population and elderly people people with disabilities and people with autoimmune disorders they are at a much higher risk for COVID-19 to attack them badly right uh rather than you know people who are in better health or younger um and anything that i say today please double check on your own because i don't want to say I don't don't want to put bad information out there, but I believe the younger you are, the better capable you are of actually fighting this thing. But that's not the case across the board. So that's another thing to think about in this community. You might feel like you're fine and that you're healthy and that even if you get it, it's not going to be a big deal. But think about your friends and your neighbors, your relatives, your parents, the elderly community up here. Those are the people that are going to be hit by this much more. Like the governor of Washington state said, don't kill your granddad,
1: you know, don't be the the idiot who's like, I'm safe, I can handle this, and then you get somebody else sick. And so there's a couple of things that people have to understand. Yes, younger people can fight it off better and have lessened effects. However, I think we have a false sense of security. I was reading a report today. The the common language out there is that 80% of cases are mild. That's based on early returns from China, where they were classifying things basically as either major issues where you had to be hospitalized. Everything that was short of hospitalization, was classified as mild. So if you are definitely ill, but you you can't, you don't quite need the hospital, that, that could actually be pneumonia, but you could be treated at home. Like that's that's what they're saying is minor. So there's, there's a lot that falls in, into that mild case. So we really don't know how how rough it is on people and if you've seen some of the interviews with people who have recovered from it younger people in America they're saying okay don't panic but yeah that was a that was the worst flu i've ever had so and if you've right. had the flu it's pretty freaking debilitating
0: yeah any flu is going to be bad
1: yeah another thing about that is grade school kids and yes it's it's not thankfully it's not killing young children but they can still carry the disease somebody can have no symptoms whatsoever and still be carrying the virus around and that Person can infect somebody else. So one of the concerns now, Northern Door County is the oldest community in Wisconsin. The school there is Gibraltar. Right now, schools are still open. So you have seven hundred people. We we have a. The governor just had a press conference yesterday, advising against any gatherings of two hundred and fifty or more people. I mean, a school is a small school is five hundred to seven hundred people, and every one of those. Kids is getting, not everyone, but most of them are getting on a bus of 50 to 70 kids uh, in a confined space, shoulder to shoulder, being sent to school, sent home. And then a lot of people here rely on their elderly grandparents to do some of their childcare. So we're sending all these kids who could carry the virus to a vulnerable population. So it's something to think about. I don't, not like to make people panic, but that is a consideration. On the flip side, if you close the schools, what do people do for childcare? Especially healthcare workers right now would be my major concern. So that that's the main consideration as far as instructional days and test taking things like that. Personally, if I'm on a school board, I'm not considering that at all right now. That's that none of that matters. If we don't control this right? or if our hospitals
0: become overwhelmed. Right. So that, that's kind of why it's important up here right now. And, and we wanted to talk about how things have changed in the last week because we, the, the tone of last week was much different. Um, now that we've kind of gotten that out of the way, what are some of the things that people need to know about locally in terms of closures and that kind of stuff? I know that we have started a page on the pulse that we're going to keep updated with any closures or delays or anything that we hear of. Um, So that will be updated for people to see. And we're going to try to make that very visible for people as well. Um, But but what do people need to know about closures right now?
1: So if you go to doorcountypulse.com right on the homepage, we'll have this on our top links to the the right hand side and you'll find a list of updated information that we've gotten from people out in the public that includes anything on schools, NWTC, visitation limits at hospitals. So like the senior centers, they uh Scandia Village told me just the other day, they're now limiting visitation and they're screening anyone who comes in. They don't want to prevent people from families from being able to see people in an end of life situation, but they really want to limit the people that come and go from that from these facilities. Then we also have a lot of events being canceled, things like uh, dances and theater shows, things like that. So we're we're posting all those updates on our site. We want to do our best to keep the community informed. So if you have changes in, in schedules or things that need to be closed, please let us know. We'll add that. It'll just be a running document. And we'll keep it updated as best we can. They kind of came in a flurry the last couple of days. Right.
0: So we'll try to keep that as visible as we can for people so that you're you're updated as things come out. Uh, I know that we've been posting things on Pulse Picks as well, which if you don't know, that's kind of our email subscription that you can get. You can find links to it on on the website, PulsePix.com. You can mm-hmm. sign up right there. We're going to send you emails every day just about Door County News, but also anything that comes up with closures and that kind of stuff. Um, I, I know it seems weird to kind of plug that, But at the same time, that's going to be a great way for us to keep people updated on what's going on, specifically in the county in terms of closures and delays. Right. Um, Is there anything else about the situation right now that we need to know about uh, before we move on to our break?
1: Just a a couple of anecdotes. Um, I know last week there were some restaurants who normally have salad bars who said over the weekend salad bars weren't getting touched at all. Um, some of the recommendations are keeping six feet between you and another person, not shaking hands. Uh, I know that earlier this week, I was at different um, events and gatherings of a lot of people, let's say plan commission meetings, and people were still shaking hands. I would I would hope that we're going to stop doing that for at least a little while right now um, and being a little more conscious of that, wiping down surfaces. The one thing they said, this disease can, can live on metal or plastic surfaces for up to 72 hours. So aside from not touching your face and not um, sneezing in your hand and then getting in your face, that kind of thing, and then shaking someone else's hand, it's not just hand washing, it's wiping down surfaces that are commonly used and just being extra cautious. It doesn't doesn't hurt to be cautious. Right now, um, I have a niece coming back from studying abroad in in Spain. She's looking at going into quarantine for a couple of weeks when she lands. Uh, there was a big panic the other night when, uh, the president said nobody would be allowed to come in from Europe. It was a pretty scary moment for, um, her and, and my sister, but that eventually that misinformation got cleared up. The, uh, my brother lives in Belgium and he's on that, that country is in complete lockdown right now. No, no small gatherings and shutting down all businesses. So there, there are countries going into major lockdown just to try and, um, Shut this thing down. What you're probably hearing a lot is flatten the curve, flatten the demands on the healthcare system. And, you know, even in Door County with, with our elderly population, when people get sick with this disease, they need ventilators. Um, a lot of them, when it's bad, they need respirators. Uh, a hospital would not disclose how many they have, but I'm guessing there's not a lot. There's not a lot nationwide. So um, any testing that's done, those test kits have to be sent down to right now, I believe there are now four centers. As of Wednesday, when we went to publication, there were two labs that could test for the virus. Minnesota and Cleveland now have drive up testing. Hopefully those tests roll out more and we can kind of clear this up. Um, One of the considerations that I try to think of and that, that you've seen a lot of smart people do is assume it's in your community. So do your best to stop it from spreading. And when you assume it's in your community, like to think of let's say there was somebody did test positive in northern door county right now think of how much people would lock down and and what precautions you would take then once you heard that like let's say one person tested positive at the school you'd probably close the school so it's it's best to just assume that somebody's walking around with it
0: yeah and i would say too if one person tests positive that does not mean that one person has it right that that means that one person got tested for it but it, it it so many people get it without even knowing that they have it you can spread it without feeling symptoms so if one person tests positive in an area they're probably not the only person who actually is contaminated Uh, the last thing that i wanted to hit on is something that you had just mentioned i had kind of briefly talked about it before practicing social distancing closing things down not gathering in large groups that does not stop the disease but it flattens that curve Uh, it helps healthcare facilities, hospitals, be able to manage what's going on. And if, if, if the disease continues to spread exponentially, which is what it does, then that's, that's when that becomes a much bigger uh, concern is not being able to get care that you need at hospitals. Even for for unrelated things, right? If everybody at the hospital is dealing with COVID-19 cases, then it's gonna be much harder to treat anything else that goes on, right? It's an all-encompassing thing. Closing events, you might say like, oh, we're overreacting, but it's about it's about flattening that curve. It's about making sure that people can manage cases as they come up rather than being completely overwhelmed and having a much wider effect on the community. Right. So take and that be- into consideration. Best
1: case scenario is people are telling me in two, three, four weeks that Wow! Remember when you were overhyping this coronavirus thing? Like, I'm, I hope I am, but all the all the medical stuff you read from really smart people says said this not. But um, I hope everything about that is wrong. Right,
0: uh, Miles. We're going to take a break, and then when we come back, we have a couple pieces of news to to touch on, including an update on the proposed condo units in Egg Harbor uh, and also the Fish Creek Highway closures uh, and construction that's going on there, among some other things. So we're going to take a quick break, and then when we come back, we'll jump into that. Grace, there is nothing that I love more than lighthouses and state parks.
1: Oh my gosh, no way, me too.
0: I just wish that there was, I don't know, some sort of way that I could capture my love for those things in a physical way that maybe I could put on the wall or something.
1: Well, you are in luck, my friend. If you visit dorkcountypulse.com slash shop, you can find exactly those items.
0: You mean we actually put together a series of state park posters and a incredible collection of lighthouses all in one piece of artwork that you can buy online? That we did, Andrew, that we did. I didn't know that we had an online shop. What else can I get there? You can also buy some Pulse stickers, Dork County Living stickers. You can
1: subscribe to Dork County Living or the Peninsula Pulse if you are not in Door County. You can buy our annual Door Wedding Guide, and you can also buy uh, Lighthouse postcards if you do not want the full poster, but might want to add a little something something in your gift package.
0: I'm looking at the shop right now, and I just noticed that we have Peninsula Pulse hats with the dog logo and everything. Grace, I think I am sold. Where can I go to find all of this stuff one more time? www.doorcountypulse.com slash shop. Okay, we are back. So a couple weeks ago, we talked to Ryan Heiss, the village administrator at Egg Harbor, about the future of Egg Harbor, we had talked about this condo development as well. Um, This is a condo development that is proposed for where the BP gas station is in the middle of Egg Harbor, basically. Um, That went to, what, the planning committee? Correct. And what what did that meeting provide?
1: Well, in short, the plan commission um, told them Told the developers that it's just too big, and they didn't say no. What they did is, this developer Mike Schwannis has indicated that he's willing to rework his plan, so they didn't want to have to go back to the start, file a new um, permit, pay the costs associated with that. So they've kind of postponed it, a the decision. They've left it open so they can have more hearings, more input. Uh, but the, you know, a lot of people spoke up at this meeting, almost all of them saying they didn't that it didn't fit Egg Harbor, that it was too big. Cited a lot of specific reasons, concerns about parking, blasting to um, build the facility, uh, parking and congestion during construction, which had been proposed for middle of summer um, and the height. So in short, what they're looking at is about a 27 unit condominium complex with retail on the first floor. One of the cool things about it is they've incorporated parking into the footprint of the building, so it would be they'd have to blast about eleven feet down to put parking on the basement level, and then about half of the first floor would also be parking. So they don't have to do any surface parking lot if they follow that plan. But to do that, they want to build drastically exceed the square foot footage um, limits that the Egg Harbor zoning ordinance calls for, which is eighteen thousand square feet. They're proposing. 73,000 square feet now. They've tweaked it just a little bit. They did come back with a plan that was slightly reworked from the original proposal to adhere to some of the concerns from the board. And I, I guess I do sympathize with almost any developer who comes up here and then has to go like, all right, now you said you want this color, but now everyone doesn't like this color or no white, not enough white, that kind of thing. Oh, we want it to look more like Ephraim. Oh, it doesn't look enough like Egg Harbor. There is a lot of that that happens at all these meetings. So that that is definitely a,
0: an issue that these guys fight. Um, Right. Or just being a developer who's like, oh, I want to build something in Door County. And then you go to any meeting and you have the entire community there to yell at you. Yeah. Which is
1: (laughs) which is how it goes. Unless you've done good outreach or unless you are trying to work in unless you're kind of trying to work in some historic aspects. Like like Mitch Larson, when he does stuff, people he's the guy who's done on deck um, and kind of made either historic facades or refurbished historic buildings. And people are generally like, yeah, that's 100 percent. Great. Love it. Do it. Um, but unless you have that to lean on of like I'm trying to kind of bring the past out of this place or the best part of this I'm going to bring it forward that's if if developers look at things more from that standpoint they, they'd have a, a much better time of it but as one Sarah Bonovich said at this meeting you know these variances and exceptions to the, the zoning code are meant to help developers overcome hardships associated specific to a plot or a weird piece of property that is limited in some way or that otherwise wouldn't get developed in the town or community wants developed. develop. In this case, there aren't any of those. It's just ex- exceptional density for the sake of making this project profitable or more profitable so why why change your rules for that and then what's the precedent that that sets for the rest of the community next time somebody else comes into town right so there are some uh that was a lot of the discussion a lot of people concerned about parking and the fact that all right you build all these condos they're going to end up on airbnb so that's going to be a three-bedroom unit should be thought of as almost like three hotel rooms that are probably going to have three cars and where's that parking going to go that's that's valid i'm you know me, I'm not like, hey, let's build parking lots, but I, I understand the concern. I think you can work out shared arrangements. But right. But yeah, there were probably 15 people who spoke in some way against it. Giz Herbst gave an eloquent um, plea to save the old stone building there that was the Bernstein Garage that has stood there since 1931. It's a 90, nearly 90-year-old 90 structure. Uh, I think it's pretty cool. I would love to see them work that into something to, so it's not just like a... 175-foot flat face.
0: Right, incorporate the existing structure in some way.
1: Yeah. So they they sent it back. They essentially told him it's too big. Rework it. Come back with something smaller. We'll see if he does.
0: Okay. Um, so we'll continue to follow that story as it develops. Um, and then the other kind of major thing that's going on right now is the highway closure in Fish Creek. So this is a continuation of the highway construction program that has been going on for over a year. Um, they have closed the road where exactly does it close it's right before gibraltar right okay so
1: let's say you're coming from the south into fish creek the construction starts at the bottom of that main hill when you come into fish creek and then that's torn up they're resurfacing all that part they did most of the the underground work last year so it's not like destroyed but at some point it's going to be all torn up and they're going to be putting a new surface down and right now that's just consider that could possibly be flagging operations at any given moment when you get to the park entrance which is Shore Road um, by Wild Tomato from there up the hill past the school right now that is it is closed at the top of the hill completely hard closure from County F at the top of the hill to the YMCA but from County F down the hill there is local traffic only So you're not supposed to be using that as a through route to like cheat your way and get a shortcut to County F and go north or to Spring Road. But if you wanted to go and shop at, say, O'Meara's Irish House, get dinner at Gibraltar Grill, get into your hotel room at Homestead Suites, get up the hill to the Fish Creek Grill, all of those things you are able to do in that kind of soft closure, but you're just not supposed to use it as a through route. So you should, you're not supposed to go up there and go, Oh, I'm going to hit O'Miras and now I'm just going to continue to sister Bay by County F. What you're supposed to do is turn around and go back where you came from and use the detours that take you down to peninsula players road over to County a, and then north to bypass fish Creek. And then Gibraltar, they have set up specific access for Gibraltar school buses and personnel to use Gibraltar road, um, from the north. You can't get into that Fish Creek area at all via the highway. Restaurants like Alexander's, English Inn, gas station over there, uh, FECA when it reopens, um, Nelson's shopping center, all of those are still accessible. Just normal highway. There's no construction up there. It's just that if you stop, if you're going to Alexander's, you can't just take the highway from Alexander's and then continue into the school or continue down to say like the Bayside. You'd have to turn around, go back to County A take A down to Peninsula Players Road and then take Peninsula Players Road over to Fish Creek and then proceed north up the highway. Um, So it's it's convoluted right now. It will be that's kind of the stage through up to Memorial Day weekend. And then some of that cumbersomeness gets taken away on Memorial Day weekend because they'll be able to open it up to County Highway F. Did that make (laughs)
0: <laughs> yes. Yes, it does. So the I think the big takeaways are uh, you can still access the school, you can still access businesses in the closure zone, uh, and then you can definitely access businesses north of the YMCA. Those are all you can access them from the north like you would normally. Uh, and I think that that's the big thing to share with the community is that those businesses are open and looking for the looking for you to come by because th- this is going to be challenging everybody kind of in that in that stretch
1: yeah, it's they're all going to take a hit um and it's it's a tough time especially now with uh, the coronavirus and it's it's going to hit everybody and yeah if you if you get a chance and you can take the time to go out of your way to support some of those businesses um it would go a long way right now right. i'm sure um the the end product i'm confident that's going to be like we're going to love it just like we love what's happened in sister bay and we right. love what's happened in Ephraim. But it's going to be a, a tough couple months, but hopefully by summer,
0: we're, we're going to see a clean route through Fish Creek that makes a lot more sense. Right. The other big thing about this is that we are trying to provide as much information as we can to people about where to go and what's accessible and maps and that kind of stuff. We've been working on those and those should be available really soon. Uh, and those will be online at DoorCountyPulse.com.
1: Yeah, we're trying to make a map that's a little more clear than what the DOT puts out on their website. Um, which that DOT website, they have to follow the county trunk roads to detour traffic. So they actually tell people to take County E in Egg Harbor to get over to A. So basically you'd turn at where the old Trio restaurant used to be to go to fish, to get around to County A to go up to S- Sister Bay and Ephraim
0: is that not the detour? Because that's what I've uh, that's that, what I've assumed it was.
1: That is the detour if you if you have to. But you that doesn't mean you can't go north. You know, some people I guess have been confused. Uh, I've heard Fish Creek businesses tell me that. People are taking that detour and then when they want to get to Fish Creek, all they want to do is go to downtown Fish Creek, but they're following that detour thinking that's going to get them there. You don't have right. to take that detour right in Egg Harbor. You can just take 42 straight into Fish Creek, just like always. You just can't continue north to Sister Bay out of there. You still That's where the detour comes in. Into play.
0: Right. Okay. So that is, yeah, let's let's reiterate that because that's important. So you'll see signs that say road closed like six miles ahead in Egg Harbor. Uh that does not mean that if you continue north to Fish Creek, you're going to hit the road closure. You can make it all the way to Fish Creek, going north on 42 like normal, into the town. Right. So don't let those signs confuse you into skipping Fish Creek entirely. You can still access it from the south and you can access everything north of it from the north. You just can't make the straight line through it to the north like you normally could. Correct. Okay, so we will have information and maps up as soon as we possibly can on dorkhoneypulse.com. Uh, I think that that's just about going to do it for us t- this week, Miles. Um, thank you so much for chatting with me. And and once again, as, you, as we're continuing to receive updates about all of these different projects, but COVID-19 in particular, uh, we will have that available online on the website. So uh, stay tuned to that, and uh, we look forward to talking to you again soon. All right, thank you, Andrew. These stories and more will be available in this week's issue of the Peninsula Pulse, available throughout Door County. For more headlines, visit doorcountypulse.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the Door County Pulse podcast for your weekly Pulse picks, interviews, and exclusive content from the Peninsula Pulse. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week.